This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So we're doing a series called Kingdom Expansion. And today, sharing a bit about pioneering. And uh, we're in a season of transition. We feel that there's something shifting, that God wants to shift in us as a church. And I'm going to share a little bit about that, of shifting from a pastoral church to an apostolic church. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. So in in, in days of old, in the Middle Ages, the the European kings um, and kingdoms, they expanded to other parts of the world. So you had the Portuguese Expanding to Brazil, South America, and the Spanish to other parts of South America. And so they exported their culture and their, and their, and their ways of doing. And, and, and they, in the process also, there were a lot of rewards, resources, and land and territory. And the British, they also expanded from that little island. Took over like half the world, it seems. The United States and South Africa and New Zealand and India and Australia, the Brits expanding all over Africa. And, uh, in the process, they, 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 they grew. And as I said, there were rewards, these treasures, these resources and things. Obviously there were some negatives as well, but, uh, they, they pursued the, the expansion of their kingdom. And so I was in Kenya recently and I was, Kenya was under British rule at some point and say about 50 or 60 years ago, they became independent. And so I was driving with some of the pastors, some of the older pastors uh, in the car and then they were talking about the British rule and then the one pastor said, Oh, I wish, I wish we could have been under British rule for a little bit longer. So that our infrastructure would be better. I'm like, yo, you can't say that in South Africa. You'll get into trouble. <laughs> but I had a good chuckle. Because they saw the benefit of, you know, different cultures and different strengths in every culture and nation and so forth. And I, anyway, I had a good laugh. I had a good laugh. But I'm like, not, you can't say that in South Africa. But, uh, but there are benefits coming from these kingdom kingdoms expanding. In that case, say infrastructure. In the same way, if we talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is expanding. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, He has given us a commission. Go impact the nations. Expand my kingdom reign and rule. And there are some treasures that the kingdom of God is after. What are those treasures? Souls, people. It's about winning the hearts of people. Jesus doesn't conquer through force and manipulation. He conquers through love. He wants to win hearts. And there are these benefits that come that when the kingdom of heaven comes to reign and rule, there are these incredible benefits. It changes our world. From corruption and from darkness and from sin and wickedness and everything that's a mess to order 
peace, joy, godliness, purity. The kingdom of God brings so many wonderful things to our world. But pioneering, the kingdom of God is expanding. And the kingdom of God wants to expand through you and me. You see, the great commission, where Jesus said, make disciples of the nations, go and preach to the whole world. It is an apostolic commission. And it's for all of us. It's for all of us. And, but what you find is that large parts of the church has like become pastoral. And pastoral is about playing it safe. Pastoral is about creating a safe space where people feel loved and and obviously celebrated and, and can receive healing in their hearts and restoration as beautiful. But if we are only pastoral, the kingdom won't come. It won't expand. It's not, it's not wrong. It's just we need to embrace the apostolic commission again. That going. Because ap- apostle means saint one. And that apostolic commissioning means all of us are sent ones. All of us are called to pioneer. All of us, are, it's going to look different for, for, for us, but all of us are called to expand the kingdom of God. And so most of the church world, it's pastoral and it's teacher. That's why we are called pastor. Pastor. And the pastor must be so busy visiting everybody that there is no time to expand. To reach out and to see the kingdom come. And I believe the Lord is wanting to shift us to become an apostolic church. Both pastoral teaching, the whole fivefold, but expanding. Okay, we'll, we'll share more about that in the, in the coming days. But, but there's a call for us to be apostolic and we need to make a shift. And I want to show you today how, I'm going to share five principles of how you and I can embrace the pioneering call. Because on, on one level or another, we are all called to expand or to pioneer or to develop what God calls us to, to develop. Okay, so five principles that I want to I wanna share. And the enemy tends to intimidate us and wants to keep us from expanding. So we're trusting for a, a shift in us. Okay, so principle number one. It's all connected to being sent out. Sent out, but living from above. And this is, it, it, it answers, this part answers the what. In other words, you and I, we're sent out into this world, but we are called to live from another realm, a higher realm, from the homeland. We are called to live from the homeland. We're called to live from the, 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 the capital city of the kingdom. So we see this in Hebrews 12. Verse 22, and it says there, but you have come to Mount Zion. This is the mountain of God where God resides. And you have come to the city of the living God. You have come. Now, not one day, there's a place in the spirit where you and I are called to to take up our place. We are called to come to our homeland Heaven is home. The kingdom of God is now our home. And it says the heavenly Jerusalem, the capital city of the kingdom of God, the the heavenly Jerusalem. And then it says to an innumerable 
angels in festal gathering, the armies of heaven. The Lord doesn't send us out on our, our own. He, he provides all these angelic hosts to move forth with us. Verse 23, and you've come to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. And you have come to God, to the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. And you have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So if you and I want to be pioneers, we need to embrace this. That there is a homeland. There is a heavenly city. It's another realm where things actually work. Praise God. <laughs> a homeland where there are innumerable angels and where God resides. And he's saying, you have come to God. You have come to the creator of heaven and earth. You have come to the source. And he has plans for this world. He wants to invade. He wants to conquer with his love. He wants to invade. But we have to come. We have to come into contact. We have to become aware of the heavenly. So that we can impart this into this world. And then he says you've come to the blood of Jesus. In other words. Everything has been done. The victory of Christ. It has been paid for. It has been won. That realm, that, that kingdom is the superior kingdom on every level. And God is in that realm. There's this technology to impact this world. There are plans to impact this world. There are blueprints to impact this world like we cannot imagine. But so we have to become aware. So if you and I want to be a pioneer, we need to be sent out, but we need to live from above. In other words, we need to become aware of God's plans for this world. You see, there are solutions found in Christ, in God, for every problem we're facing right now. There are supernatural solutions, supernatural answers. There are blueprints. I mean, it's like when Moses was on the mountain of God, in the presence of God, he saw the blueprint for the tabernacle of Moses. And the Lord said, built. And then it was the answer for the Israelites, for the whole nation, so that God could reside tangibly in their midst. God had the answer. He revealed the blueprint and Moses pioneered it. He built it. And God came. Amen. So in the same way, right now, there are answers to all of our problems in him. That's why you need to live from above. You're facing a challenge. God has the solution. He has. Don't tell me the creator of the universe doesn't have an pro- answer for your problem, for your challenge, for your business, for your organization, for your school, for your hospital, for our city. For our nation. For ESCOM. Amen. So on Tuesday, we had a memorial service here. And uh, it was an employee from ESCOM that passed away. One of our members in church. And um, we had about uh, 150 to 200 ESCOM employees here. We had the director general sitting right there. You. 
I prayed for them with passion. Jesus blessed them. Because <laughs> they are the solution. But they need to become aware of the heavenly solution. So it was a test of self-control as well. Because on Tuesday, we were without power here for about nine days at that stage. Do you hear those low, those generators? Yes, sir. Do you, sir, do you hear? <laughs> but I was like, no jokes, not no jokes about ESCOM. Just love them. But it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful morning. I, I, I loved the, the camaraderie and the, the passion and the, that was, that was beautiful. It was a beautiful morning. Loved it. But I'm like, God bless them. This nation needs ESCOM to work. In the same way, in every area of our, of our city and lives, we need things to work. And God has the solution. He has a solution for your school. He has a solution for your business. He has a solution for wherever you might find yourself. But you have to live from above. Because what do we do? We're like, ah, can't be done. Can't be done. We like, we have all these excuses of, but that, then you're living from down here and not from above. So we are sent out into the world, but we have to live from above. Amen. So we had a, um, one of the guys in church, I asked if I could share this. His name is uh, Michael Stevens. So he's a business owner. And a few months ago, at the end of the service, came to me and, and we prayed together. And he was basically saying, like for the last six weeks, no work. He's got more than 10 employees, more than 10 families represented by the staff. Nothing happening for six weeks. No work. Maxed out debt. It's a Sunday. He has to make a decision by tomorrow. Is he going to shut down the business? Massive implications. That's a crisis for their family, for all those other families. It is a massive crisis. And now we are praying together. And I'm like, God, please speak. Please show us the way. And so now we're praying. And then I hear the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Holy Spirit within me saying, don't Shut the business down. It's going to shift. Hold on. And I'm like, God, I hope this is you. Because, <laughs> you know, when we really want to help somebody, we want to just believe the best thing for them. So I'm like, God, please. I hope this is you. So they don't shut the business down. They push through. Things have massively shifted. They have too much work for their business now. In Jesus' name. But that is living from above. Hearing God, what are you saying? You know, God is passionate about where you are at. He's passionate about your business. He's passionate about your family. He's passionate about every, every aspect of our lives. But we live often just without Him. He wants to bring the kingdom reign of heaven into your environment. So let's tune in. And that's why we need the prophetic. So in September, we're going to focus on the prophetic. We're going to trust God for a a greater measure of the prophetic. But you need to live from the homeland. You need to become aware of those heavenly blueprints. The what? God, what are you wanting to do here from him? What he is wanting to do. And then you need to take the next step. 
But I also want to say, because some of like, oh, but I would, it starts at home. You need to be a pioneer at home. It's not just out there. For some of us, it's like your kids are not passionate about Jesus. Who's going to bring the shift? You are. You are going to go to your knees. You need to cry out to God. God, what, what is the answer for my kids? Or maybe your marriage is struggling. And it starts with somebody saying, God, but this is not acceptable. This marriage should work. It should be beautiful. So pioneering starts at home. Don't just accept things that are struggling. So in whatever area of your life, become aware of what God wants to do. Get that download of his plan and, 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 and let it happen in Jesus' name. Okay, be a pioneer at home. Then secondly, you and I are sent out and surrendered to Christ. And this is the how. This is the how. Because it's one thing to know, okay, this is what I need to do. A business or a plan or shifting education environment or whatever it is or your family. It's one thing to know the, the what. But now you need to know the how. What is the how? The how is, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. There's an anointing. There's heavenly empowerment to enable us to do the will of God. How do you, how do you get that? How do you receive the anointing? Surrender. Full surrender to Christ. I've been reading a book by Catherine Creek, who God is just using so powerfully. Uh, impacting nations, powerfully, powerful anointing through her life. And in it, she, she answers this question about how do you get the anointing? And she says, the secret is this. You need to fully surrender to God. You need to fully surrender your heart to Him. A servant of the King. And, and, and she said that, wh- why is she saying that? Because you need to answer this question. Can God trust you? Can he trust you with his power? Because the anointing is destructive if it's not upon a surrendered individual. And it reminded me of, of what the Lord asked me some years ago. The Lord asked me this question. Andre, can I trust you? And the answer is surrender. In other words, Lord, not my plans, not my will, not my dreams. If you want to see the power of heaven show up in your life, lay down your own plan. Lay down your own dreams. Lay down your... Because it cannot compare to his plans. It cannot compare to what he wants to do. And so the Lord calls us to be those surrendered servants. You see, Jesus is the king. He is the king and he commissions us. He calls us to himself and then he commissions us. He assigns a mission to to us. The only way he's going to give us the power is that, Lord, I surrender fully. Not my will be done. Not my plans be done. God... Your plans be done. And then he can trust you. Then he can put his anointing upon you. And this is part of the pioneering process. It is about surrendering fully. And then down the line you realize, well, I haven't fully surrendered. Then you surrender a little bit more. And then you down the line a little bit more. Like, God, not my will be done, but yours. Come on. The anointing. The the how, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And an apostolic commission cannot be fulfilled in your own ability. That's why the Lord said, and I will be with you. 
unto the end of the age. I'm sending you out. Impact the nations. And you're like, ah, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. So surrender. Surrender. Otherwise, you're always going to submit to secondary plans and do it in your own ability. And that's not that's just not freedom. When you discover God's plans, you're going to like, oh, I was designed for this. I was made for this. And you're going to come alive like never before. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing surrendered servants of God being raised up in this church. That's who we are. A people fully surrendered to Christ. And then the kingdom of God is going to come. So Psalm 16, verse 7 to 8. Speaks about this. It says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. He guides me. He gives me the answers. He gives me wisdom. He shows me the way. In the night also my heart instructs me. It's like because you're connected, because you're surrendered to him. It's like sometimes you don't get a massive vision. You don't have an angelic visitation. You just have a gut feel. That's how I've like felt over the last few months. It's like a gut feel. Okay, let's do it. Jesus, catch us. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just stepping out. Just gut feel of something that the Lord is calling you to do. And then verse 8, it says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Set the Lord. Always before you. In other words, when we, this, if you want to, if you want to be a pioneer for the kingdom, you want to see the kingdom expanded, you need to come to Christ. You have to hold this vision, this Him, Him before you, along with a commission. You have to come back to it over and over again. Because in the doing, we can lose that. Because we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. But we need to come back. We need to live from above. And then we need to, Get our eyes, our hearts back on him. Hold the Lord before you at all times. At all times, hold him before you. The burning vision, because that is what moves you. A pioneer is somebody that moves. But you have to come back and see him, surrender to him, and have that burn within you. And that fire moves you forward into the will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, number three. We are sent out to share the gospel of Christ. Amen. Sent out. Sent out. Sent out to share the gospel of Christ. So I want to hold this before you. The Lord gives different vehicles. Business, education, politics. Whatever it is, family, there are different vehicles that the Lord gives, different blueprints, different, different ideas, different plans that he gives to all of us. Different vehicles. But the package we are supposed to deliver is always the same. It's Christ. The package, it's the gospel. It's through the message of Jesus that we deliver Christ. It is to remind ourselves that this is what it's about. Why are you in that business? It is for the glory of Christ. Why are you at that school or at that hospital? Or why are you jogging with that bunch of people? 
for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why are you in that family? Why are you in that community? It is for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the primary thing. It's always, always about him and his glory. Don't make the secondary things primary because then you're going to miss it. It is always for his glory and it's always to bring this specific package. Bringing Jesus to people. I mean, how can you have an encounter with the living God and not want to share him with people? How could we? Are you going to want to? And I know for some of us, you're like, oh, Andre, I'm just trying to cope in life. You know, I'm just trying to like <laughs> just survive. It's not really a priority in my life. You know, it's just, it's maybe it's sort of, but you know, I don't, I don't. you know what you need? You need an encounter with Jesus. You need an encounter with Jesus. So in my in the videos I've been releasing, I did an interview with Pastor Don Phillips from uh, Ruck Ministries in, in uh, Umtata. His backstory is incredible. As an 18-year-old, awesome, awesome man, 18-year-old guy who's clueless. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. He had a broken past, broken family. He has no drive in his life, no drive to do anything. 18-year-old, this is like 47 years ago, 18-year-old, he walks into a 10th crusade meeting. He hears the gospel, he responds, he comes to the front and he says the fire of God falls upon him. That he takes off his jacket, then he takes off his shirt because he's just on fire. And the next moment the fire of God claps him that he's on the floor for like hours. Because when he wakes up, there's no one left in the tent. That clueless 18 year old young man has an encounter with Jesus. And that night at home, the Lord says to him, he commissions and says, preach my gospel. And he begins to preach. Fast forward 47 years. Thousands have turned to Jesus. They built a 6,000 seater building in Umtata. 280 million rand building in Umtata. That is miraculous. There was nothing. Is a pastor's graveyard. People tell him it's not going to work. People say, well, God must hate you to bring you to Mtata for ministry. Because it doesn't work here. 18 year old has an encounter with Jesus. Delivered from rubbish. And he gets a commission. And faith to preach the gospel. And the result is thousands upon thousands of people Turn to Christ. 26 churches. Kingdom of God is coming. Because one 18 year old had an encounter with Jesus. I said come on. We need an encounter. What if every one of us would have an encounter. With Jesus. Where there was nothing. Have an encounter. And then the blueprint gets downloaded. And the Lord commissions. And he says preach my gospel. Build my church. It is incredible. It is absolutely miraculous what God is able to do when you and I have an encounter with the Lord. So you need an encounter. And that's what this weekend is about, this coming weekend. Kingdom Unleashed Conference. We do these conferences so that you and I can have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on. An encounter with Jesus. 
But that's how God starts. He, he, he lays something on your heart. There's nothing. And then he says, but in heaven there is something. And I'm going to release it into you. Now pioneer it. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. The Lord has plans for his kingdom to come into this world. And I want to encourage you. Pursue that encounter. Pursue that heart to, in, to, to encounter more of the Lord. So we see this in Romans 15. The apostle Paul. He was passionate about delivering this package. And he says, for I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me. So what is, what is the apostle Paul saying? He is saying, I'm not going to focus on what other people are doing. I'm going to bring it. Come on, say it with me. I'm going to bring it. <laughs> I'm going to bring So many are like, we're waiting for somebody else to do something. Paul was like, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to pioneer. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be obedient to the commission of Jesus Christ to bring the kingdom of God to this world. And then he says, he continues there. And he says, in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient. So he's saying, I'm not just going to do it with words. I'm going to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. There is the anointing by the power of God. How are you going to do it? By the power of God. Mighty signs and wonders. Signs point to Jesus. The wonders, the miracles of God causes hearts to be in awe of the greatness of God. Amen. That's why we have to pursue. That's why we have to pursue pioneering, breaking things open so that God will show up. And then it says, so that from Jerusalem and all around, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Fully preached. No, I'm not going to be intimidated by people. No, I'm not going to just preach what is tickles the ears. No, I'm going to share the full gospel. Repentance from sin. Turning to Jesus Christ. Eternal judgment. If you die without Christ, you are lost forever. But with Jesus, you have eternal life. So he's like, I'm going to preach the, the full gospel. But then also I'm going to go out. He was like everywhere. I'm going to go everywhere. Uh, what if each one of us in our environment, we would take the gospel, share your testimony, pray for somebody, invite them to church. Let it burn within you, but let it burn with a faith that Jesus is able to do this. The power of God. Amen. Fully preach the gospel, meaning with signs and wonders, not human ability. That's why we need an encounter. You know, it's like, we can't have this anymore. We, you know, preach the message. Somebody turns to Jesus. They pray the sinner's prayer. And they go on with life as usual. That's unacceptable. We need an encounter with Jesus. And that's why we need to put out our faith. That's why we need to be a praying church. That's why we say, God, this is unacceptable. A powerless gospel is not the gospel you died for. Amen. But there needs to be this tenacity. Like, I refuse it. God, we want your gospel. We want the power of the living God to come in. Because somebody needs an encounter with Jesus. Oh, what about teenagers? 
16-year-olds, 15-year-olds, if they would have encounters with Jesus, what could it look like 40 years from now? Nations being impacted by Christ. What would your life look like? No matter your age, what would your life look like if you would have an encounter with Jesus? You're like, God, I am here. And you receive the power from heaven to do it. I believe that's what God wants to do. And that's why we need to ask God, Lord, bring encounters. Lord, unlock faith. Lord, may we live from heaven. May we live from above. May we fully surrender to Christ. May we always know what we are supposed to be delivering. We are to deliver the package. Jesus, let love move you. Let love move you. Amen. Number four, we are sent out, sent out and always standing by faith. Sent out and if you want to pioneer, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. Whether it's your business, whether it's ministry, where any area you want to bring the kingdom of God, you are going to be tested. It's like with this Fivefold Ministry Academy we started two weeks ago. I released the Don Phillips interview. I tell you, two weeks ago, it's like all hell broke loose. It's been tough. It's been pressure. It's been goodness gracious. Hallelujah. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> What's going on, Lord? <laughs> but that's pioneering. The enemy wants to push you out of your confidence, out of faith, so you will buckle and give up. That's what he wants to do. Anything that you want to, any pioneering thing you want to achieve for the kingdom of God, there's going to be opposition. And so last week, Sunday, Sonica preached about intimidation. And there was a brilliant message. If you missed it, please watch it online. But on Sunday morning around 7 o'clock, I told her, maybe I should preach. Because it's been a crazy weekend. And she's taking a lot of strain, and he was not looking good. So I was like, I have no sermon prepared, but let me preach. And then she said, no. I am preaching on intimidation, and I will not be intimidated in Jesus' name. So I will face this devil, and I'm going to preach. And she clapped it. What a message. What a service, both services last week was beautiful. I tell you, the enemy is going to intimidate you. It's going to intimidate you. It's going to like, well, I don't feel good. I don't feel well. I don't have peace. I don't have joy. What are you going to do? You're going to push through. You're going to push through. You're going to stand by faith. You have to stand by faith. You see, there are times when it, when you pioneer, you're going to feel all alone. No one's going to understand the sacrifice. No one's going to understand the, the emotional, spiritual, relational pressure that you are. And no one's going to understand it. But God does. But God does. And so look at this. 2 Timothy 4, verse 16. The Apostle Paul speaks about this. And he says, at my first offense, no one stood with me. Oh, Paul, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you, brother. Feeling you. But all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But then he said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. He is the one that commissions us. And therefore, he's the one that will stand with us. Amen. And so that's why you and I need to find our strength in God continuously. 
It says, so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly, next verse, and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. So Paul saying, my strength is in God. So you have to learn how to strengthen yourself. And we see this in David's life, just before the biggest breakthrough in his life, just before he, he was anointed king, he had all his mighty men with him, and then they turned on him. The, his own men wanted to kill him, because the families, the wives and kids were, were abducted by robbers. And so they were all like, David, this is your fault. And he was about to be killed by his own people. But then he says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. And then he got up and then he was not intimidated. He spoke. He won their hearts. They said, guys, let's go get our families back. And they did. There will come these moments. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're busy with, whatever endeavor you are involved in, there will be times that you will be feeling like I am on my own and you want to buckle and you want to give up, then you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord. You need to strengthen yourself in him. Isaiah 7 verse 9 says, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Anything you want to pioneer, anything you want to achieve, you're going to, the voices are going to come. You're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. You're going to feel it. And then you say, no, but God says, no, 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 I am this. I'm a son of God. The Lord is with me. He is going to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. You have to contend for faith. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you won't stand at all. So two weeks ago, I was like sharing that, you know, in 21 years of ministry, I have not taken a sabbatical. And I was like on fire and I had so much faith and it was like, yes. And then on Tuesday, I was like, I need a sabbatical. (laughs) Where's my faith? (laughs) I am not feeling it. What's going on? Pressure. 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 So I want to encourage you guys. Please pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for, for this. I believe this Fivefold Ministry Academy can impact the global church of Jesus Christ. Crazy faith, I know. But with God, all things are possible. But if you don't stand by faith, you're not going to stand. You're not going to stand. So contend for faith of who you are in the Lord and what God has said and then pursue. And so I want to encourage us. We need to create an environment of faith in the house. If, if us, the Lord's going to release things into, into us. And then you need to have an environment where you can see it come to pass. So you need an environment of faith. What does it look like? Guys, speak life. Speak life. It's just crazy how easy it is for people to see the negatives and not to see the good. And then they agree with the negatives and it just kills things. If something is just getting started, how should you respond to it? Because normally we're like, how on earth is this going to work? Do not how it to death. Wow, it to life. Amen. Come on. So you need to like, wow, wow. 
I don't know what this is gonna be. <laughs> but wow! Wow! If there's something that's somebody, a vision that somebody is catching, don't howl it to death. It's just getting started. Help! Death. It lived for like five seconds. The heavenly vision died because of how. Faith is not about how. Faith is about wow. God, this is freaking me out. This is super uncomfortable. I have no idea how you're going to do it. But God, for your glory, do it. Amen. So don't how it to death. Wow it to life. In your conversation. In your speech. Wow it. And if you're not uncomfortable... If it's not scaring you a little bit, at least what you are envisioning, you're not fully following Jesus yet. Because it must scare you. Because it must be impossible for you to do. That's, you know, okay, right. I am now moving in the right direction. Amen. The last one. Sent out, but never running alone. Nothing great has ever been achieved for God on their own, on somebody doing it on their own. We need a kingdom buddy. That's why Jesus sent them out two by two. Look at this verse, Luke 10, verse 1 and 2. It says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two. Come on, say two. Two, two by two, before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. He sends out two people. To pursue the vision, the mission, the plan. Two. Because there are going to be times you're going to be down. Then you need somebody to pick you up. You need somebody to encourage you. When everybody else is saying you're crazy. Somebody say, yep, yeah, I still believe in you. You need a crazy buddy. Crazy faith, unreasonable faith buddy. Somebody that's going to say, I back you. This is nuts, but I back you. <laughs> Do it. Let's risk it. Let's step out. You need different kinds of buddies. It's like me and Sonica. I mean, she's always, always backed me, always supports me, even if she doesn't know how this is going to happen. But uh, she supports me over the years. It's incredible to have a faithful, loyal friend that says, I believe in you. No one understands what pioneering is like until you have done it yourself. When you feel, you felt it. Have grace for those who are stepping out and pining. I see us as an apostolic church where people are released into their destinies, into their callings, into crazy faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. I want to be that unreasonable faith man for Jesus so that God can get the glory. But we need those buddies, kingdom buddies. You need a general like friend, like just they just loyal and faithful and they're going to support you. And then you need specialized friends. If you're evangelistic, you need to find another evangelistic buddy. If you are prophetic and you want to build up the prophetic, get another crazy prophet with you. Who sees angels the whole time and just like, yes. No one else understands them but the two of you. You like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Let's do it. So you need those. You need those. You need somebody that's going to challenge you. You need people that will up the standard. That's what next weekend's about. Get guys in who are a little bit more crazy than us. 
And like, let's do it. They're willing to put the more sacrifice, more into it. Get exposed so they can lift the standard. It's like, you know, you and your running, jogging buddies. And you're nice and comfortable. Lekker, lekker. And then Hanli Bota comes running past. <laughs> and she's a woman. This is wrong. And then you start upping your game. A new standard has been, been set. You need people that will challenge you. And say, I back you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Crazy faith. Unreasonable faith. We need that. We need that. And it says there in, in that verse, he sent him a two by two before his face into every city and, and place where he himself was about to go. Come, we need to have an expectation that when we step out for Jesus, he's going to show up. He's going to show up. So an apostolic church is a church of saint ones. Now that's what we want to do. That's the shift we want to make. That's the shift we want to make. And this is what we, this is the plan. Let's go. Let's go slide, please. Put the slide up. Yes. Okay. Disclaimer. This is an experiment. Okay. So the plan is to make, create space and what I call reviver, create reviver hubs. People that are like the, put the evangelistic people together, put the prophetic people together, put the, the, the apostolic guys who focus on, on healing and, and deliverance, put them together, but create space for people to run. So it's, let's go. It's com- connected to our missions ministry of the Shofar churches. It's called let's go. So this is the plan. Thursday night, starting September. First Thursday night of the month, we're going to have a worship and prayer meeting, but a prophetic focus next door. Short teaching about the prophetic, about hearing the voice of God. We're going to worship Jesus, and we're going to trust that God's going to speak to us about the church, about the city, about the nation. We're going to unlock a prophetic, the prophetic team of people. Okay? So we want to encourage you to join. First Thursday. Second Thursday of the month will be a healing night. And a freedom night. So if anybody has physical problems or anything else that is tormenting them or keeping them back from the fullness of Christ, you can just come. Come. We're gonna, we're gonna share about healing. We're gonna teach about healing. We're gonna stir your faith and then we're gonna pray for people to be healed. So you can come to be healed. You can come to be set free, but you can also come to pray for others. To come and have that unlocked in you. To step out and we'll team you up with people who are more mature and more comfortable and you just come into their slipstream. We're going to build out that apostolic element, component of, of healing and miracles and freedom for people. And then the third Thursday of every month, we want to have an outreach night. So an evangelistic focus, but also praying for the sick, but also sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to go to the hospital and other places as we feel led. And we're going to step out. We want to put a bunch of crazy evangelists together. And say, I believe Jesus still saves. I believe Jesus still moves powerfully. I say, I still believe in the original gospel. I'm going to deliver the package. Because of the love of God. So I'm trusting. We're trusting. That something's going to be stirring in the hearts and minds of people. And ideally, this would be once a month for, for some of us, just once a month. You, you find your team, and then next year, we want to, I believe 2024 is our missions year. So we want to 
Let, let's go. Let's step out. Missions to around here. Missions to the Eastern Cape. The nation and the nations. So start saving. Start saving. Go with us to India. Or Pakistan. I know the guys are saying to me now they want me to come to Pakistan. Come and do crusades. And he said, I will organize security services for you. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> That's going to be fun. But we grow as we go. I tell you. Because I've experienced over the last few years, I am stepping out continuously, and that's why I am growing. And I'm like, God, everybody needs to discover the joy of stepping out, praying for somebody. You're freaking out. You're like, God, how are you going to? And then, boom, healed. I don't believe it. <laughs> discover it. Step out. Let's go. Come on, say, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.